0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
1: This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no. Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only Beaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm sick with this, I'm sick with this. Since you wasn't a bad last judgment, my own sweet dad, and this is what I thought. I do not recognize you for anymore. I don't want to be defeated.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the show, my podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, Shane Told, as I take you into the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers, and we have a great episode today. I speak to Ollie Baxter of Broadside. We're currently on tour. Uh, We got to pile in his van and the, the back... The back bench seat of the bus and have a chat about all kinds of things. And it was terrific. And thank you to Ollie for doing this. Definitely this week we have better audio quality as it's done in person. I uh, I figured out what was wrong with last week's with Howard Jones. It's still a great episode. Go back. It just took me a lot of work to fix the audio and make it even listenable. But today we have much more professional sound quality. So I'm proud of this one. I'm proud of this one with my, my very fancy microphones and recorder. Anyways, before we hop into that one, I want to thank you guys so much for being here, for being subscribed, uh, for being a member of the All Access Club if you are. Uh, Anything you do to support the show, telling a friend, writing a review on iTunes, all that stuff goes such a long way. I just realized we're going to hit the 120 episode mark pretty soon, which is crazy. Oh my God, it blows my mind and warms my heart at the same time. So thank you for the support. As always, if you want to get in touch with me, very, very easy. You can email me, syndrome at gmail.com. If you have suggestions for the show, for upcoming guests, um, really anything. If you want to tell me I'm doing a great job, uh, if you want to tell me I'm doing a horrible job, well, we have another option for that. It is the hate line. six five seven six 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 hate H-A-T-E. You can leave a message for me and you can let me have it. Uh, really with whatever you want to say. And I do listen to those all, and I do roll out the clips from time to time. So again, the hate line number, six five hate We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, I've got a Snapchat, we're not on Vero yet. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Vero, Vero, I swear like one day, my entire Instagram feed was just this Vero thing. I thought it was called Aero at first. I thought it was just like a cool little V logo. Um, but hey, I'm on there personally. Uh, have not gotten a lead singer syndrome account, mostly because I can't figure out how. But hey, nonetheless, uh, that's a new thing that I just I think it's so funny how everyone's like desperate for something that they'd never heard of like two days before. Uh, it's ridiculous. Speaking of desperate, maybe you're desperate for all new band merchandise. Maybe you need a new hoodie for the spring or a windbreaker. Or a hockey jersey or something crazy that you don't even know about, uh, you know where to go get it. Rockabilia.com. They are a sponsor of the show. They are awesome. And and they have over half a million items, all officially licensed from the bands. So the bands are getting paid. You don't have to worry about knockoffs or cheap quality or anything. This is the real deal, rockabilia.com. We have a new promo code, so listen up if you've heard this, you know, my spiel before. We have a new promo code. It is P C Jabberjaw, which I think you probably can spell. I'll spell it out anyways. J A B B E R J A W P C Jabberjaw. Put in that promo code, save fifteen percent off your entire order. Rockabilia.com P C Jabberjaw. Check it out. If you want to help the show, like I always say, check out the All Access Club. We're well over 250 members. It's a great community. We have so much fun. And on this tour, I met with my band Silverstein right now. We're on tour across America. I have met and hung out with so many sinners. It has been incredible. So much fun. Whether it's just saying what's up, having some beers, whatever it is, it's been really, really rad. So, shout out to my sinners worldwide. If you want to become one, check out the All Access Club. It is LeadSinger Syndrome.com slash all access. You get a bunch of stuff, but for as little as six dollars a month, you can really help out the show with bonus episodes, merchandise, and all that other stuff that you can get. So check it out. All right, let's jump in to my conversation in the back of the van with Ollie Baxter of Broadside. Hey, hey, hey. Van, <laughs> the broadside van. Welcome. You guys got snacks. I see Twizzlers.
2: Yeah. I see yeah, not
0: one but two packages of Oreos right here. Whatever
2: you want, we can get. We Dude, have broken might, seat belts.
0: If you go on like a long tangent, yeah. and and you you know the listeners hear me like ruffling around with yeah. some snacks. Yep. it's because I'm bored of what you're saying. I'm That's just, okay. That's okay. I just
2: need to get some Oreos. Let me ask you a question though. Me. If you were in the back seat of this van, would you not want to be with snacks?
0: No, well, I mean, anywhere you want to be in life, generally, if there's snacks, it's just better. That's valid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I don't know. Uh, first question, what are some of your favorite snacks?
2: My favorite snacks, okay, I'm very boring. I like um, crackers. Crackers? <laughs> I like, yeah, what, the best combination would be Fig Newtons and ginger ale. I'm very grandpa about it. Fig Newtons and ginger ale. <laughs> yeah. um, That's an interesting combination. Yeah. A lot mean, of different sorts of types of sugar re yeah. things going on. Well, see, like, I don't like to be, like, you know, age-specific, so you can hang out with grandmas, or you can hang out with, like, <laughs> toddlers with that kind of snack, you know? So, That's
0: if you're true. babysitting,
2: either on the spectrum of living or dying, or just being born or about to die, you know, you can feed anyone, so. I haven't had a Fig Newton in years. What's your favorite kind of snacks? Oh, man. I'm the one asking the questions here, dude. All right, I apologize. No, I, I uh, no, I don't know. He doesn't I does like, people.
0: I like some kind of like, I, I guess I like some things that, that are are a little off, you know, off in left field a little okay. bit. Um, like I really like black licorice.
2: Shut up! No one likes black. Licorice. I really like it, like genuinely. Yes, I not do. even to be cool. I do. No, they have wow. these,
0: and I I think you guys have them in America too, but they're kind of like a, it's like a pipe. It look looks like a pipe, yeah. and it has like little red oh, yeah, things yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. so it looks like you're smoking. Which Which, which probably cool. shouldn't
2: fly. It shouldn't, but, you know, some things uh, escape the radar of the world.
0: Remember when they had, and again, we have different, we have a lot of, a lot of people don't know this, we have completely different candy bars. We don't even call them candy bars, we call them chocolate bars. C- completely Boring. different ones in Canada than, than you have. <laughs> right. We have completely different ones. But one thing we had when I was a kid, they were like these bubble gum cigarettes.
2: Yeah. You would buy those. them in a
0: cigarette box and mm-hmm. then you would blow into it an actual smoke.
2: Like like powder would come out That's terrible It's really awful (laughs) It's really like Look at this Isn't it cool that my kids can be like me I mean I know But you only get a couple of powder puffs You know After that Then you gotta go cold turkey You gotta gotta quit You gotta chew (laughs) that nasty ass gum afterwards (laughs) You too (laughs) So it's like punishment in a way (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, snacks aside, yeah. we're here on tour in uh, Buffalo, New York, Goddamn which right. is like pretty much my second home. Okay, uh, it's only about a lot of people don't know this. It's very close to Toronto. It's only about two hours from Toronto, and where I grew oh, wow. up, maybe an hour and a half away. So I used to come to a lot of shows here. Um, yeah, so it's it's a great great city. Have you uh, had much experience here in Buffalo?
2: Yes. Uh, well, we've played here about this would be our third time and usually Buffalo doesn't fuck with us because like we're not really aggressive you know and this is like a tough city you know the north well is, cute like, is what we aim tough. for us from here well that's not a very tough band fuck me I'm gonna leave this right now but yes there no. are also you know, I mean there used of... to
0: be a festival called Tuffalo Fest
2: come on now Yeah. I've literally watched people look at me and be like I don't want to look at you I, f- I felt that they didn't say it Mm-hmm. But I felt it. And that's okay because my whole thing is like if we can at least make them laugh, like that's kind of our whole thing, you know. It's like if we can make people laugh, then maybe they'll tell their girlfriends or their daughters or whatever about us. So. Um, but I'm excited to be here. Last time uh we played at uh what's the venue over there? It's closed now.
0: Uh, I have no idea. Well,
2: it was a nice one. Oh, okay. But yeah, here no, we I are. Don't
0: know. There's a uh, what's the one? The show place, showcase? How do I not know? A Showplace Theater. That was the one when I was growing up. Okay. And then there was, like, the Extreme Wheels. The skate park was a place for a while. We were just being
2: told about that. That sounds awesome. It wasn't... No, it was not It's not awesome? No. Even for a skate park?
0: It was bad. It was a bad venue. Like, they had, uh, like... It was a huge area, so it sounded terrible. Okay. They had, like, really, really bad PA... (laughs) <laughs> and it was kind of stood in a weird, sort of like on the top of a skate ramp, but not really. I was It wasn't good. It wasn't good. But I love Buffalo. love
2: being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the tour been for you so far? Um, it's Coming pretty, to the end here. It's been pretty incredible. Uh, not to suck your dick or anything, but we're giant Silverstein fans. So even if the whole tour sucked and we were just trash and didn't make any money, it would be one of those things where you're like, hey, the rest of the world and the industry, we've toured with Silverstein. So, like, for us, okay, you know, that's pretty fucking amazing to us, but you guys are awesome. Tonight Live, uh, Jenna has such an amazing energy, and just, mm-hmm. like, dope style, and just everything about her. The, the whole, uh, the crew and everybody's been super dope, but for us, it's been really nice because our demographic has been um, up to this point, um, like younger, like, yeah. you know, teenage girls, and that's because of we've been blessed with playing like warp Tour and stuff like that. So it's really nice to be able to see what we could do outside of our comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's a, a first for us, especially like on a, a level like this, like this tier of tour. So it's been a really nice challenge. And um, I mean, a couple of everybody I think on this tour has gotten sick at some point, but um, this is probably one of my favorite tours I've ever done in like, the six years that I've actually been. That's in this amazing. Band. Yeah.
0: Well, dude, we're very happy to have you. Um, I mean, we were a little concerned because I know last year you dropped off right. um, a tour that you were supposed to headline. Right. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty crazy. And we were like, "Oh shit, is this band gonna break up before we can even, of course, bring them out?" So, um, what was that about? If you can, if you don't mind talking yeah, about no, it. Yeah, I don't I mean, mind. It at seems all. like you guys are back and and doing, you know rejuvenated whatever right. it is of course what, what happened there cause a lot of people your fans were scared they weren't gonna do our tour we uh, weren't do our yeah tour, yeah yeah
2: we uh so what happened was we had just done a full US with Real Friends and that was a couple of months and I was I just turned 29 years old and I'm I was going through this crazy wave of like what the fuck am I doing am I valuable outside of the internet like we're, we've come up in such a weird way like you know, we just put, we were putting on our second record. Um, I didn't know we were going to have the numbers that I felt like we should because of all this dumb shit you see on the internet, all this fake success or real success, whatever it is. It's just constantly right. stimulating you. Right. And um, I was getting really paranoid, and we did that tour, and then we did a UK tour with a band called Trash Boat. And um, yeah, who love them? You, yeah, love those yeah. guys. And uh, so after we did that, you know, like the trash boat run for us, as as dope as it was and as beautiful as the UK was, we didn't do too well because it's just different kind of vibes. But you know, I got home and I just had a full fledged series of panic attacks. And usually I have those, and I can kind of, you know, um, uh, zen out. I live out in LA, so we do a lot of like meditating on hippie <laughs> shit, you know, okay. weird hippie shit, sipping kombucha through a straw, but. You know, I just couldn't pull myself out of it, and I was, I was freaking out. I was taking out on everyone. I was just going through a bunch of family stuff, and and I was like, I got to pull out of this tour because I am going to be selling a fake fucking image to these people, and it's not how I want this to go down. Okay. And I didn't know if it was me, if it was the band, if it was the genre of music. I feel like I am losing touch with, or what it is. But I've since then, I've you know, done a lot of like self healing and just self reflection and pushing through it. But. Um, that was the first time, ever in my life, that I was like, I can't fucking, I can't do this. And usually, I'm pretty prominent with perseverance and pushing through things. But I just, I was fucking miserable, like truly miserable. So
0: what happened to, to get you pull you out of that? It was just you just needed some time off. Like, yeah, I just, just needed. A little bit some, burned out. And- yeah, I was
2: super burned out. Like, it's it's so fucking dark to like put on. I mean, as you know, like it sucks to just sit back and watch everyone that even your friends and your enemies just succeed and you're just thinking to yourself what the fuck am I not getting here like what's uh-huh. not going on you know what I'm saying and a couple of things weren't translating in my life and um, and I was just I was terrified that I was gonna be fucking just like I put so much time into a craft that maybe I've just you know bullshitted my whole way through and then you know I talked to a couple of my, my idols and, and, and people that you know, guide me whether it be spiritually physically and they were just like no one really knows what the fuck they're doing man they just they just do it and yeah. so I just needed to just kind of figure that out for myself I think <sighs>
0: well I think that that's so true man and like there's a common expression that gets thrown around on the show all the time yeah. and it's fake it till you make it I know because there is really not any method I know you know what I mean to to this at all and it's even though what we do as singers in bands traveling around the country around the world yeah um it's been done like so many so, times. So yeah. many people have done it. You'd think there'd be some kind of playbook,
2: right? Like how on to. what to do,
0: but there isn't. There isn't. There just isn't. And, and yeah, and and you can you can do everything right. I'm using right. the quotation of marks course, of around course, my yeah. head. You can't see me. I'm here though. I'm quoting. I see it. You can do everything right, and everything can go wrong. Yeah, and and it, you know, and it doesn't seem to matter how good you are, (laughs) how bad you are sometimes, it, it just, some things can go, can go perfectly and something, things can go terribly.
2: It's bizarre, you know, and, and like, it's crazy because it's like you, you put yourself out there, you, you do all the, again, quotations, right stuff, but then you have to evaluate what you can do and then I just felt like I, there was nothing else I could do and maybe, that's such a fucking dark world Like and, and, and a bit of ego is mixed in that as well I'm not going to begin to pretend that mm-hmm. I don't think that I deserve more than I have And I think I'll, that ego is speaking louder than the rest of it And I just need to chill the fuck out so Right you know, Okay
0: that's, I mean that's to, for you to be able to realize that And say it
2: and that's not bit be, of it now yeah. And not
0: be embarrassed about it at all like, Just be like you know what Yeah Because everybody in this world You're your most important person
2: Right uh, at the, And exactly. you should be You should be And that's the thing I had to realize Is like I was like, dude, Ollie, you you need to understand what you need and you need to have that conversation with whether it be my mother about like the type of relationship we have or, you know, like uh, uh, someone I'm in a relationship with or even my fucking bandmates. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Totally. Like you just have to be able to be like, this sucks, but I really just need to say it. And like we're the kind of band that'll just joke forever, but inside there's some like deep rooted aggression there. But I think that's just how we are now. Like as just people, I think that's the way we've evolved to, but it—I really had to sit back and be like, "This, I'm just going to shoot all my shots and just be like this is how I fucking feel,' and really cut out all the the dead weight that I possibly can." And a couple of months ago, I mean, I've shifted. Obviously, I'm here.
0: Great. Are there plans to redo that tour? I mean, you must, yeah. I mean, you we know, absolutely you have to do to. I was Assuming we've this never done a good stepping yeah. stone. Yeah, I'd agree. <clears throat> so yeah. that's great. Um, well, it hasn't been totally easy on this tour. I mean, you guys missed some shows. Yeah. With a van breakdown in literally the worst part of the country to have a van breakdown. Right.
2: Are you going to uh, say it, or are you just going to say the worst part of the country?
0: No, I don't think it's the
2: worst part of the country. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had fun in Kansas for four days. No, we really did. We went to every restaurant. Yep, you're like basically regulars in Lawrence, Kansas I fucking, thing. I almost got a job there. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> but no. yeah,
2: so we our van broke down, you know, um... I caught, like, a minor form of strep for two days, but we're blessed. I love your voice cracking. You know, strep. 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 I just went through puberty. I'm just nervous. (laughs) I'm I'm next to the Shane, right now. Um, (laughs) So, but luckily, you know, Dorian's in our band. He's a phenomenal singer, and um, he was able to just carry my whack-ass weight until I could get that amoxicillin pumping in my no-insurance body. $200 for amoxicillin, by the way, kids. Love your parents. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. That's States.
0: wild, dude, because I don't have... See, there's a lot of misconceptions. We'll go off on a little tangent here about, okay. about uh, healthcare in Canada. Healthcare in Canada is free. I have a little card in my pocket that says health on it, okay. and I show it to the doctor, and all that is free. I can go to the doctor, it's all free, all that stuff. right? Uh, whatever I need. If I have to have a major surgery, like I said I had a you know colonoscopy and an end- endoscopy I had to have, um, it was free. All covered completely. But we uh, are not covered with drugs. Okay. So if you don't have like a drug insurance plan, either through like your work or like you could buy one or whatever. Right. Then you have to pay full price for drugs. So I do. If I get sick and I have to get, uh, yeah, like some some kind of penicillin, amoxicillin, right. whatever, I have to pay full price for it. However, it is not $200. Right. It's like for amoxicillin, it's like, I don't know. 20 bucks, maybe. It's crazy, man. With no insurance for me. And then, of course, like most people in Canada do have insurance. I just don't because I don't have like a proper employer right. with, of course, no, with that. actual that, you know, those kind of benefits. And I don't really need it because if I were to have something major happen to me, I would be covered under the government government insurance. Right. So that's fine. Um, but that's crazy to me that it's $200 yeah. for, and the what, for like 10 clinic- pills or something?
2: Yeah, they gave me like 15 pills. It was moxicillin. And that was it. And they were just like, take this to the fucking Walgreens or whatever, CVS. And I did. And they were like, it's $200. I was like, that's nuts. And the worst part was is I waited two hours. And then I got in there in like three minutes. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to kick this out of your body with amoxicillin. Just thinking to myself, that's fine, but I hope that's oh, a Oh, so it was, it was $200 to see the doctor and get the... No, that was like that was like 75 to see the doctor. Right. And then 200 for the... for Well, with the mixture of that. I think the actual pills themselves were like... Probably like forty bucks, but the whole process was like two hundred and thirty yeah. or two hundred forty dollars.
0: You know what else is really weird too is is because I'm in the U S. so much and well, all over the world, Of course, yeah. so I buy travel medical insurance too. Oh, okay. That covers me when I'm out of Canada. Mm-hmm. It's like eighty five dollars for the year. That's fucking insane. Man. So I so if I got if like if, if today something would happen if I were to stub my toe or whatever, right? I could go to the doctor here using my travel insurance and it would be free as well. Okay, and it's only like eighty five dollars a year for me. I guess because I'm Canadian, because it's like supplemented through. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but yeah. There you go, kids. Uh, There you go. Yeah. So that's. um, But anyways, you got (laughs) sick, and you know, you talk about uh, ego. Yeah. You know, I'm Ollie Baxter. I'm the fucking lead singer of this band. Yeah. And you had no problem seemingly say, "Hey, man, I can't sing. Sing, dude. Dude, take my role and sing, because that's." For a lot of people, I think that that's a weird thing.
2: I'd agree. I mean, a lot of people were like, can you do this? Like, even when I was talking, like, I was going to drop out of the thing, the guys were like, maybe we can do the tour. And then they were like, no, we, like, we're a band, blah, blah, blah. And um, a lot of people were like, does that hurt your feelings? And I think a couple of months ago it would have, but I think I'm starting to see the big picture. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you have to think at, um, a lot of people don't think like this. They think... It's not that we're not consumers. It's just, like, we have to think about things a little differently. So I think about giving a show to someone as opposed to attending a show when I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Like, after we play, I get to then go to the audience to watch Tonight Alive and Silverstein play. But before that, I have to fucking be paranoid and get ready and make sure that I'm killing it to Mm -hmm. kill that 30 minutes, right? So I was thinking about big picture. Like, we have to give them a show. Even if it's 80% of a show, like, we can't just be, like, fucking dicks one to you guys or you know that the show must go on yeah it truly does yeah and I've had to sing through like if if it was like if I opened my mouth and nothing came out if I if I had 25% of voice I would have just done a really shitty scratchy version it's not my brand and it's not like my style of singing but I would have done it but with this it was like I know they're gonna get quality I love Dorian very much and I also hate him but that's what (laughs) brothers do but um, you know like so I was like I'd rather I'd rather put our name out there as opposed to a missed opportunity. Is it hard? Yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to put something out there that I wouldn't stand behind. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Totally. So, um, how,
0: I know it's funny that we met a long time ago. Yeah. Um, you were working for PETA. Yeah. 2010. 2010 on the Scream It Like You Mean It tour. I'm not (laughs) sure if anyone listened to this attended that tour. It was, what a lineup though. It was, it was, we headlined it and it was Silverstein, Emery,
2: we Came as Romans. Was it I Set My Friends on Fire?
0: I Set My Friends on Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky Eats Airplane. Yeah. Uh, close to Home was the opening Was the band. opening, yep. It was supposed to be Sleeping With Sirens. No way. Sleeping With Sirens was supposed to be, uh, yeah, the band. And I remember they got kicked off the the tour, apparently, because <laughs> of their management company. Like, they... Dropped their management company That was Had something to do with the tour Or right. whatever And then So looking back We were like Oh that would have been cool Cause they were like We're just about to of explode course. Fuck That's amazing um, And there's yeah, somebody was else I'm forgetting tour. But it was a crazy tour And that's how we originally met And right. I had But I had no idea That you were in Broadside now Right
2: I Well back in the day You know When I had my um, Stretched ears I was mad at the world Did you have stretched ears? Yeah Damn, look, They really recovered well I can't even tell That one's the only bad one right here but I went to Brooklyn and there was a scarification guy and he's like, $400 and I'll do it for you. And he killed it. And I was like, dope. Nice. But when I decided I wanted to look like a young gentleman, I had to get those fixed. You know, when I stopped, when I stopped having insurance and I couldn't mosh anymore, that's when I had to get my ears <laughs> on it. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, I, I, we worked that. We talked to kids about animals. and not it also crazy to think the state of shows, like the fact, like PETA wouldn't be working with shows right now. <laughs> Why not? I just don't imagine that people would give a shit. Like, I think that people still kind of do. I think I mean? they give a shit, but they like young people now are just so aggressively in tune with everything that they're not really learning much other than they're learning about themselves. They're not really learning from the world anymore. Have you ever have you caught onto that at all? When like,
0: I, I'm trying to understand what you mean exactly. Like,
2: you go up to somebody and you, and you don't really educate them on a topic. They probably already have a formulated opinion on a subject because they're constantly stimulated by. Things in their everyday life, whether it be the internet or fucking, just the way people. You think move. that's different
0: now than it used to be?
2: And that's only in 20- two thousand ten. Yeah, I would say so because huh. people then are like, "I'm here. I'm trying to learn some stuff. I'm going to consume everything I can." And I mean, they probably so still you think look people up. People aren't to, as open minded as they used to be. I wouldn't say they are. I think people are open minded in the sense of we do more crazy shit, and we're we've evolved into the idea of, of doing. <laughs> You know, well, know, kind of crazy. Stuff, et cetera, but. It's kind of
0: crazy. I'm not trying to change the subject, but no, but
2: you talk about that
0: idea, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's this new app that everyone's like signed up for called Vero or whatever. I literally have
2: been seeing. Yeah, all day. I
0: signed up for it, and not really knowing what it was, of just course. being like, I'll just get my username because yeah, yeah. it's if it's a thing, the then curve, like. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head like another fucking thing another I have thing to I check, have. Yeah. but um, the I guess the idea of this app is that you're not going to be. Uh, (laughs) confined to the Facebook algorithm or the Instagram algorithm, which sometimes is terrible because, like, uh, I saw somebody joking about um, the new app being like, hey, maybe now I won't see a post from a week ago ago. telling me what time the USA-Canada hockey game is going to start. Right,
2: right, 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 right.
0: It's like, you know what I mean? And that happens all the time. I'll go through my feed and I follow the Toronto Maple Leafs and I'll see, like, Wait, the leaves played? Oh no. That was five days ago. Right. I don't need to see highlights from a game five days ago that I've already seen. So this app is supposed to not do that. It's supposed to have like be more legitimate. And it's not supposed to do the thing that Facebook does where they, you know, just totally throttle everything you put out. Right, of to course. where like, oh, well, I have like Silverstein, we have a million likes on Facebook. Right. We never get a million reach ever. The most we ever get They're is like I don't know. We might get 20000 if we post right. something about a tour. It's like, oh, great. 20000 people saw us, unless we want to pay. Of course. But even if we want to pay, we don't even get that much. Anyway, so this app's supposed to do that. But the but, but point of what I'm saying here is so much of that, and, and how it relates back to yeah. kids at shows and line, so much of what they know is what they're allowed to know what Facebook and Instagram says, oh yeah, we're going to give you these things based on other things that you You already like. So therefore, what happens is everybody gets more and more polarized on their opinions because they're only ever seeing things that are making their point for them again.
2: Well, if you think about what the fuck these apps are, it's literally a, a fucking billboard for look at me. Like it says, put your interests... like post what you like you choose what you like you choose Mm -hmm. who you follow which is dope like this isn't me being a fucking grandpa about this thing the internet has obviously evolved my band and that's the only reason why we're fucking here but like you gotta think about the fact that it's literally like look at what I have and look at what I'm doing and that's going to affect whether you believe it or not it's going to affect the way people view other people in the human form I'm a giant nerd about that. I can dive into it forever. But you have to think about the way people are being stimulated and interacting on a daily basis based off of liking or choosing not to like someone else's common interest. Like you're following them because you gave a shit at one point or have a common interest, but you're choosing whether you want to give it attention or not. But you feel like you have to be looking at it, these little windows of people's lives. Right. And so – I mean, that's definitely cool, I guess, like, if they're trying to... Like, because, you, you know, the internet keeps you in touch with your friends and, you know, fucking hockey teams and everything that you want to keep in touch with, and that's the beauty of the internet, but at the same time, it's only a matter of time before giant corporations with these fucking billions of dollars are going to step in and be like, well, we got to start incorporating things we need them to see, which... Oh, that's already happening. You know? I mean, and that's... so, I'm sure Vero's not... I mean, I know it's already happened, hence the algorithms, hence right. marketing, and yada, 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 but with, like, Vero and stuff like that, it sucks. It almost sucks because you're like, shit, like, is this going to be another thing, you know? And I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could go on forever.
0: We could talk about it forever, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I want to talk to you about your upbringing. Richmond, Virginia. Yes. That's where you're from. Um, But I do understand there was a bit of controversy when you started claiming Los Angeles. Yeah, there was a bit.
2: Uh, What happened with that? So... A little backstory about me, personally. I was born in Huntington Beach, California, um, by my mother and father, obviously. And then my mother, my father separated my mother at a very young age, and my mom and I were homeless in Las Vegas for three or four years, right? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. She was a kid, so, and her parents were a little, um, do people get this weird on your podcast? Do they talk about their, like... Yeah, dude. Sad so little lives. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that's what that's what this is for. Okay. Well, so, so, like, you know, she was a kid. She ran away with this hunk in the army who was older than her, and he eventually, she tried to fill her void, her empty life, with a man who promised a lot of things, and he bounced. And uh, so naturally, and then her parent, my mom's parents, were kind of upset with that, naturally. So they were very strict. My grandfather is a uh, Vietnam vet, and mm-hmm. my grandmother is a nurse. So um, it was just a very... Uh, it was a different way of thinking, man. And they were just like, we we lost touch with her for a while. So, my mom and I were in and out of homeless shelters for a while in the West Coast. She met a man, um, or her brother had passed away at 18 years old because um, he had a heart transplant, and the surgery wasn't, heart transplants weren't prominent then. No. You see what I'm saying? That's so, probably pretty risky. It, it's very risky. So, she was reading through a newspaper one day. We we're chilling in a laundromat, and there's this man named Mike, and he, um, was getting a heart transplant, and he and he was had the heart. This is an awesome story. He had a heart. This man put on trial. He was, he was a murderer. Organ donor killed him. Removed his heart. Put it in my this man Mike's chest. So he had the heart of a murderer in his chest, which sounds metal as fuck.
1: Yeah, it does, but that sounds sound pretty very intense. good
2: guy. Um. So she saw this. She wrote him a letter. He said, she, "My mom wrote from like a fucking um, what, what what do you call it? Like a laundromat, right? Was like blah blah blah. We're staying at this shelter." only for a little while because we have to move every two weeks because the way shelters work is in the you have to leave during the day you come back at night so we leave I'm like four four years old he writes back and he's like I'm in the hospital I don't have any money I live in a hotel but I want you to move out here here's like 50 bucks for a bus ticket or some shit and it was like the 90s right Yeah. so based off of the combination she had just lost her brother she only wrote out to this man because he was going through a heart transplant and actually lived through it He was like, yeah, now I have a brother and sister by him. He passed away in 99. That's when we moved to Richmond, Virginia, which is where my mother's family's from. Right. So they finally rekindled their relationship. So after Mike died at 28, which is another thing that fucked me up because I told you to re-backtrack, I I just turned 29, but I'm older than the only man I ever knew as a father. And that's fucking nuts, right? So we're back in Virginia. And so 12 to, I'd say like 24, I was in Richmond, Virginia, you know, growing up skating um, getting into bands and stuff like that. And then I wanted to go back to L.A. to chase the dream. But also to just, I feel like I accomplished everything I possibly could in Richmond. And as much as I love that city, I needed to go into a place where nobody gives a shit about you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And L.A. is the perfect place for that because <laughs> I, want, I was going to, I can go Brooklyn and read books and fucking suck Morrissey's dick every day or I could go be in the West Coast and get sunshine. I was like, I'll stick with the sunshine right now. You see what I'm saying?
0: I uh, yes. I don't want to
2: die in L.A. I don't want to die there. It fucking sucks there sometimes, but I want to accomplish some stuff out there, and I'm doing a lot of writing. I have, like, a solo R&B thing that I got going on out there, and then I'm going to come back to the East Coast, and I'm going to build an awesome family one day, hopefully. Okay. But, yeah, wow. people are, like, you know, people are a little close-minded with that stuff, but I was like, it's not not that serious. It's, but, you know, well, I, I think get, there's I get just it. a lot of pride, you know, because it's, definitely it, Richmond
0: it. is a smaller city. It's, Course. like, a blue-collar kind of town Yeah. that not, you know... I mean you look through a magazine and you you flip through and you see some band chances are they're either from New York or LA valid yeah you know what I mean of course and I definitely Um, get that
2: and that's one of those again to re-backtrack the big picture thing I was like yeah maybe it was stupid to say LA on a shirt because it was like I I gotta respect where the fuck we came from right well that's the thing people feel disrespected and and they
0: feel like you don't care about them anymore right and at first first I didn't
2: get that and now I'm like I get it especially going back then they still have mad love for us I was like I apologize.
0: And you know what's funny about that is I think Rich—I think of Richmond, Virginia as actually a really cool, like, cool... It's, it's like, a I think city. it's city. I don't just mean, like, it's cool, like, I like it, they have cool breweries or whatever, whatever. Yeah. but I mean, like, I think as a reputation, I always thought Richmond, Virginia was cool because some really cool bands com- came from there, like Avail yep. and Strike
2: Anywhere. And Down to Nothing and uh, all these awesome bands. Yeah.
0: yeah. Lamb of God. Isn't it Lamb God? Lamb of God. God.
2: Uh, Guar. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, you know, a lot of pretty I legendary gotta, I bands. gotta ask you this
2: question. Have, do you know a band called Conditions? Of course,
0: R- yeah. Oh yeah, they're from, of
2: course. If Alex, it wasn't yeah. for Conditions, I fucking wouldn't be in a band at all. They're the greatest band ever. They put us on really hard. And me personally. I was a little fucking angsty teen just going to those shows, sitting in the back and just watching them perform. Alex, of course, is, uh, yeah. was sleeping now, yeah. right? I think he's still doing that. And um, But yeah, man. No, we did some band. shows
0: with, with Conditions like right before they broke up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're they're a terrific band. I didn't know that. There's such a big influence on you.
2: Massive influence. I just love uh, Brandon's lyricism and like his melodies were just so like epic, and their music was just so tight, and they were just like pretty. I, I, their whole they had the whole thing, and I was like, "Fuck, that's so rad." So,
0: okay, so you move. This is you have very very crazy. I know. I dropped on you real Like fast. I have well, it's fine. I, I have the most normal ass like upbringing ever. So, like, I'm from the suburbs of Toronto, my parents are still together, that's my mom right. was a stay-at-home mom, my dad had a, you know, a job for DuPont Corporation, like, a big corporation, I have one older sister, it's like, it <laughs> that's, doesn't get that's more, cool, you know, like, white picket fences, <laughs> literally, you know, so, um, uh, for me, I have so many questions, you know, for, yeah. me, for you, like, Shoot, what that man. was like, I mean, just, I mean, three and a half years basically being homeless in somewhere like Las Vegas, like, what was your mom doing? Like, were you just by her side? Were you guys like just sitting on the ground outside? I mean, you dude, know, begging we, for money? Were you yeah trying,
2: trying to work? So whatever job she could get. We have some fucking horror stories, and like I've heard most of them. Especially now that I'm a man, I can look at her and understand these things. Um, my mom's literally insane. But that being said, she's got every fucking right to be. Um, but uh, some stories, for instance, like. She would go into Burger King and be like, Hey, can I work for a day? And like she would tell me like some stuff I'm just I just will never tell the world because it brings me to tears and which is okay, but mm-hmm. I just don't want to talk about it. Um but she would like hide me outside and they would like a couple of the dudes would be like shady and like try to trade sex for work with her and I mean I mean Vegas is it's wild, especially in the like slummy parts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so, well, my sister
0: actually lives in Las Vegas. Yeah,
2: like Nevada uh, or yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, yeah. is there another one? No, no, no. I meant, like, in the city. Like, is she in the city? She or lives, well, she or she lives
0: in the in Summerlin, like in the Summerlin. suburbs. Suburbs. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but she's lived there for twelve years. Anyways, but I know Las Vegas very yeah, well. Yeah.
2: Um. So it's awesome parts, dope parts, affordable rent. You can get a house mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> True. But uh, so she would do that sort of thing. We'd hang out at laundromat during the day because they had cable and um, you know, like you can wash your clothes or you could just chill in there all day. Air conditioning. Very chill. Yeah. Yeah. And then um. We'd, like, bathe in pools and stuff like that at hotels. A lot more slack in the 90s as opposed to sneaking six dudes in a hotel now is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, that's the sort of thing she would do. But a big issue with my mother is that she was very trusting. So she would trust all these people that would promise her things. Um, Like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, come back to my house and blah, 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 blah. And... There was, like, a horror story with, like, my mom was assaulted a bunch, and that's why she was like, I'd rather be homeless, sleeping in parks, than dealing with these fucking shady people. Right. And she has a baby. So, I mean, you gotta look out for your baby and you. And so, like, for instance, I'll share this story with you, because we're here and I'm already in my feelings. She told me this one story of, like, she thought she was gonna die one night because it was, like, um... We were in a very gang-affiliated area, obviously, and there was, like, a lot of graffiti, a lot of, like, violence going on. But we would sleep at night in the summers. We would sleep in, like, um, You know, like, at a playground? Like, the, like the crawl-through tubes? Yeah. That you can, like, crawl yeah. through? We would sleep in those because it's easier to hear sounds because of the plastic vibrations. So if right. there's any sort of thing... And there was one night she had to, like, apparently hold my mouth shut, like, while, like, dudes were doing, like, graffiti oh, on the outside yeah. of the tunnel. And yeah. that fucking sounds like... That sounds like a Lifetime movie. It sounds horrible, right. but... You know, that type of stuff is, like, my mom's badass, um, but, like, that's the type of thing, you know, and so she was desperate. So, I don't know if you're religious or if you believe in spirituality at all, but, like, I'll say this. Not overly, but Right, that's fair. I'll say this, that the universe was, like, fucking write this random man a letter. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, you know, like, I'm not um, religious, but I do believe in, like, just movements of people's whole vibe and energy. So, the fact that she did that randomly... To me, is like that's really insane. So
0: you were able to go to Richmond and have some support and some yeah, some, and self, then a you family know, they, because her I had family a was family cleanly. exactly. So that I guess that was a lot of the way where you learned, you know, values
2: and stuff exactly. Because I you learned.
0: seem, I mean, you, you seem like you got pretty. And good that's head the on thing your is a lot of
2: people would be like, "Oh, we expect you to be like, like kind of scummy or like white trash, like your upbringing." But I think growing up. Um, Because after that After we met with Mike You know And he was great for a while I grew up in trailer parks All my best friends Were hood rats Like we just did wild stuff Like ate ramen noodles Skateboarded Fucking Just dope stuff like that And I was just A quiet dude I just I've always been An observer of the world And um Never been a like Really bad dude I've never done like A serious drug Or anything like that So Mm -hmm. um I think just coming to VA And having Showing Having love From like a southern Type of vibe Really matched With with uh, what I was trying to do with my life. Like, I had all that hate inside me, but then I met that Southern charm and I was like, yeah. I should probably do something with this. And I joined a band pretty young, you know? What was your first band? My first band was a band called Plagues of a Human Race. It was a metalcore band. Nice. And I like to sing What around. year are we talking here? We're talking 2002. Okay. <laughs> 2002, 2003, and 2004. I remember uh, this is a funny story because it relates to you. Um, Aiden. Was the first show that I got our breakthrough. We opened for Aiden at the Canal Club upstairs. Cool. And they didn't talk to us at all. But (laughs) like, (laughs) but you know what? That's fun. Another funny rad story
0: is like we've had a couple local bands on this tour too. And I haven't talked to them. I don't I know. know if that means I'm an asshole, no. but like, what? I don't know what to what do. What do you do? I see some guy, I'll like, assume he's in the band. Do I walk up to him, <laughs> and be like, "Thanks for playing"? Like, I don't know. Half the time, I don't see them, and I wonder if they're they're just thinking we opened for Silverstein, and they didn't even hang out. They were like, "What do they? What well, do they expect?" Do you, like,
2: what's your vibe now? Like, like you're a mature dude. Like, you <laughs> you've been killing it for forever. Like, do do people? I mean, people. I see people get starstruck over you, but do you? Walk into those scenarios. I always wonder for like someone on your tier. Like, do you walk into circles of people that like you know when somebody wants to talk to you? And I see you talking to people. I mean,
0: I'm still like I'm a bit shy too, though. Okay, and I'm sure this happens to you sometimes. Like, I'll see some someone standing outside of a venue. Right. I don't just assume they're there waiting for me. Of
2: course, of course.
0: Like, like especially this tour that like they might be there waiting for tonight live. They have like tonight live has all these super fans and stuff. So I've had a couple times actually recently. I read something on. On uh, Facebook, somebody showed me. They were like, "Oh, the singer for Silverstein, is such a such a dick." <laughs> I'm like,
2: "What did I do? Yeah, right. What, like,
0: happened? what could I possibly have done?" And apparently, I walked past him, and he wanted to uh, get a picture or an autograph, and I just didn't say anything to him. It's like, "Well, yeah. I don't know. You're standing there. I don't yeah. necessarily know that you want. Like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, do you
2: want a photograph of me?
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if I said that? Is that it, what I'm yeah, supposed to do? Yeah, that would be
2: dick move, uh, right?
0: So, so you know, yeah. I guess I guess some people they they. They think it's obvious, like, well, I'm obviously I'm standing here waiting, but I don't know. So many people just stand there waiting, and they That's don't. True. You know, maybe they're here for fucking picturesque. So I you're don't still know. Just
2: a normal, just a normal cat.
0: I think so. I don't yeah. think
2: you know. I mean, I would say that we're sitting in a van right now doing this podcast. Yeah, I don't know. You could've I, been I think like, no,
0: I've spoken enough about myself on these these episodes and stuff, and people, regular listeners, probably yeah. have some you know interpretation of me and who I am, but I really don't think that music or any level of success. I mean, like come on marginal success like what, what do you you know of what's course. success
2: yeah what the fuck is
0: like it? paul mccartney yeah he's successful you know <laughs> what i mean but like there's always a level like everybody wants to be more successful than oh, yeah. they are everyone thinks there's another level oh wouldn't it be nice to get to that level uh-huh. then you get to that level and then that's not enough and then it's
2: just bigger obstacles and of course yeah. so
0: i don't know if i'm successful i don't know whatever but I-, I will say that i think as a person i don't think i've changed much at all
2: okay do you that's- think you have I would say that I've grown in the sense of I can handle situations better. For instance, like if you would have told me like, Oh, Hey, when you're 29 years old, you're going to walk in front of 2000 people and just be like, Hey, I hope you like me and I'm going to give you everything I have mm-hmm. because I was a very like reserved kind of kid, you know, right. like I've always been the funny guy, but I've never had an audience, you know, I've just been funny. <laughs> so like my mom'd be like, shut up, go to bed, you know, but, um, so I would, I would say that these experiences definitely like made me, um, very giving and receiving, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I love it now as opposed to, I fear it. Yeah. So.
0: Well, s- some of that comes from experience, but some of that does come from age too. Yeah. And that's, and that's one the thing. thing like a area. lot of people when you're younger, you know, you think like you go, Oh my God, like 30. That's so old. I and know. Now I just turned 37 and I'm like, I'm, I'm not old. Yeah, I'm
2: cooling. Yeah, yeah I'm not old, but I, met but I think old like, but I'm
0: like forty. <laughs> Fuck, 40's old. Fifties old. But you know, when you get to that age, you're going to be like, I don't know, I'm not fine. really. I'm like here now. Yeah. And it's amazing how life gets better just because you get this different kind of confidence. Yeah. As you get older and you get, you're smarter and you can handle yourself better and it, it really like life gets better. So, moral of the story is life gets
2: better. Life gets better. I life mean, it definitely better. does for sure. One of the reasons I enjoy doing
0: this podcast so much is that I get to bring brand new music, great music right into your ear holes. And today I've got something super new and awesome, a brand new band called Best Case. Super super new. Hailing from Atlanta, Best Case could best be described as blending emo, pop punk and alternative with a touch of nostalgia, but of course, I'm going to let you decide. Here is a clip from their debut single, Heavy Seas.
1: They could compete with the disease. Some moments that you've lost and gained were a bitter pill. But you, you ingested the pain.
0: There it is. Great stuff. And check out the very emotional video for the song on YouTube as well. The whole album is out July 12th. Make sure you follow the band on whatever streaming service you use as well because you do not want to miss it. It's produced by Zach Odom and Kenneth Mount, Mayday Parade, and Cartel. And the band also features drummer Ben Cato, known for his work in his previous band, The Dangerous summer. We love them around here. So go check out Best Case. It's brand new. You heard it here first and thank me later. Head over to bestcase.band for links to everything or simply search for Best Case wherever you get your music.
2: yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, for people that don't oh, know, yeah. and I'll
0: post a picture um, on the Instagram, uh, Lead Singer Syndrome uh, at Lead Singer Syndrome. But uh, Broadside, uh, when we were in our hometown of Toronto, right, uh, they each wore white T-shirts that had our faces on them. Yeah, each uh, member of the band, a different a different member, and you were wearing my face on your shirt. Yep, I had a shame with my with my. Everyone blonde. talks about my blonde streak in yeah. the front from two thousand five. It's
2: a great problem. Where
0: did that idea come from?
2: Alright, we we were like, okay, look, here's the thing. We are funny and we're like <laughs> we just like to be try, we try to be funny. Hold on, look at this awesome van driving by. Oh yeah, it's like an old
0: Volkswagen van. Very cool. Sorry. My grandfather used to have those actually. He used to he had like a whole bunch of one as a kid. Are you serious?
2: Yeah, he used to like fix them
0: up or whatever. We always had a bunch of those. You have a great life. I'm not complaining yeah it's, I don't know because but, of my grandfather yeah, yeah only VW because I, I don't care about anything else in your life
2: <laughs> just the Vans no um, yeah so we were like dude wouldn't it be funny I was like like I said dude I'm not ashamed. We're fucking... We love Silverstein. So we were like, wouldn't it be awesome to make bootleg merch and then just fucking <laughs> rock it on stage? Because I was like, who knows, dude? Like, we've played camp before. Winnipeg, eh, they don't really fuck with us. Toronto, they kind of like us depending on who we tour with. And I was like, this could go either way, but I know if we run out there and we have these awesome bootleg Silverstein ideas, it was it was Pat's idea. He's, he's Oh, yeah. It's definitely a Pat idea. And uh, he stayed up all night and he, we got these... We went to like Walmart or Target or whatever, got the shirts, got the iron-on shit. Print oh that's <laughs> Ironed them on They look good Oh thank like, you man They looked really like and then we High res out. man <laughs> And we were like Let's get promos Cause we were gonna like Get like super duper Old promos But we were like No let's get everyone In the band now And Yeah man So we just wore them out On stage And I was feeling good That night And th- you did guest vocals During coffee talk Cause I couldn't I couldn't stop putting, <laughs> putting the mic Like up to my chest Cause once I saw One group of people laughing That's all it took for me I was like Right Oh yeah I'm gonna get this group And that group And that group and then everybody was just trying to take photos with the with, us. with the Dilversteens the Broadsteens <laughs> but they were like like they would come one girl came up to me i was wearing a hoodie she's like do you have the shirt on i was like yeah she's like can you take can you take off the hoodie i was like yeah, fuck yeah. I'll do that for you. <laughs> so, oh, I loved it, though. Yeah. It made me... It made I'm glad me, you guys weren't like... We don't we don't fucking like you, okay?
0: <laughs> oh, no. We like you. We definitely like you guys. Thanks, man. Uh, we, like, we like you a lot. Um, another thing we have in common, Silverstein and Broadside, is we both... Uh, well, we used to be on Victory yeah. Records, and you were on Victory Records. Right. And um, Victory Re- Records is a, a label that I've talked about a lot. I've had a lot of Victory bands, uh, ex-Victory bands on the tour. I don't think I've had of uh, the show I mean I don't think I've had any current victory bands oh, before wow. um, but it's the kind of thing like you're a guy been on tour with you know our band like right. you know working for Peta you've been around you know that victory has a bit of a reputation naturally yeah um and a lot of people have there been legal action against them and statements yeah. made about about some of their business practices yeah you guys went and you signed to victory How's it been going? And there must have been some sort of
2: fears, I guess when you started. Yeah, naturally there were some fears, but I made that we made the decision a long time ago. I was filling in from this band called July from Canada. Their vocalist had just oh, left. Yeah. And they were about I to do a hit the band. lights run. Yeah. They were about to do a hit the lights run with them, and their vocals had just left. And I was like, I want to, f- like, my band had just broken up because our drummer moved to California, ironically enough. And we were like, fuck, he's going to go get married, whatever, we can't be a band. So Broadside took a little split skis after four years. And then um, I went on that tour. It was like a summer run, it was like a month, you know, and I just saw, like, hit the lights. I saw the way that they were vibing. And as much as I loved July, it wasn't my type of music. So on my way back, we got an email. It was like, hey, we saw storyteller. I tell the story on stage every night. Not the full story, but like we saw Storyteller on YouTube. Yep. We want to give you guys a. Uh, we you know, you come out and give you a showcase. Come out to Chicago. So I called each one of these guys individually. Dorian was in a different band on tour, and I was like, "Your band sucks. Like, join man, Join mine. Please come <laughs> do this thing." And I called, and I had a sixteen-hour drive back. Um, and I called each one of them. I was like, "I want to do this. Do you guys want to do the showcase just to see what's up?" And then some of them are like, "Dude, but the." this and that and i'm like this is a weird experience let's go experience it so we did this showcase right. and then the next day tony was like yeah um i'm interested in signing you guys get a lawyer and we we're like cool get a lawyer let's let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's figure it out well, It was probably more like elegant than that but you know he was like i'm interested you know we'll send the contract over to the lawyer and i was like cool 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 i've um, heard
0: that those victory record showcases that they do we didn't do one you didn't no tony came to toronto and saw us play like a real show that's awesome. But I've heard that the the ones that they like rent out a weird it was a warehouse thing and like the whole staff comes and they nobody in. no one talked to and us nobody really, talks and nobody talks and like they play like that's a
2: common thing I've heard this before I thought they were just like trying to fuck with our heads I and think they are <laughs> 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 we did it man and we did they were like we all we had this whole plan I even had this like the fucking sh- the banter already and they were like all right three songs go and I was like no <laughs> so I turned I was like and uh, three songs yeah. And Coffee Talk was one of them before it was called Coffee Talk. And oh, yeah. it was funny because, like, we played that. Uh, I saw Tony walking around listening to the PAs and he was like, he came up he was like, all right, we'll be in touch. And it was that was literally it. We were like, dude, we're poor. We just spent our last, like, $100 on gas from Richmond, Virginia to Chicago. And then we got that. And not, naturally, we were a little afraid. And my thought process is, like, you know, I thought about it. I meditated on it. I really fucking put it together. And I was like, do we want to do this? This is our opportunity. No one's biting. Because we had, like, potential interest with, like, a couple other labels before. But things weren't working out because of member changes or whatever. whatever. Right. And I was like, dude, I mean, what do you guys want to do? And, you know, we, we negotiated a few things. And they've been great to us ever since. They let us do what we want to do. They let us write what we want to write. We just give them the records. They're like, cool. I mean... Like, we have no complaints, and everyone wants to always talk about that, but it's like, I understand the scenario, I understand the situation I'm in, but at the same time, I am playing the game, and I'm also doing my part, you know? Like, totally. That's, that's what else can you do? I want this. I want it so fucking bad, and nobody can tell me that there aren't certain things that you need to do to get there. It's not, you know, as clear and if it was up to me, I'd fucking go to Sony Records right now. I want a one record deal and I want a million dollars. But it's not that fucking easy. You're screaming to a room of people that no one's listening. You know, you got to get out right. there. I right. need PR. We need PR right. in this fucking crazy world. No, abs- absolutely. And Victory's PR kills it. They they do. They know how to sell records.
0: They always have. Right. I mean, there's, no, there's no question. Um, And you, what well, what's going on next for, for Broadside? You guys have
2: so we, coming up. So we just announced Slam Dunk. Yep. Um, When is this going to air? Right, today. Oh, today? Okay. Well there's some other stuff gonna happen. There's some other <laughs> stuff gonna happen. <laughs> but we no, I don't announced- like to I don't like to sit on these yeah, podcasts. Yeah. So I'm pretty okay. much I'm pretty pretty just gonna put it up. Well tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um so we just announced Slam Dunk. We just announced our first ever actual headliners, three days in the UK. And London's almost sold out, which is pretty dope. Right, I saw that. You're yeah. doing you're doing well, plug it. London, Glasgow, Manchester. Manchester and Glasgow. Yeah, and Glasgow. Cool. And Great. So uh, and those tickets are on sale now. We're doing we're touring with uh, homebound from the UK and Milestones who just put out a new record. And we have a couple of European shows that are being worked out with a certain band that someone in your band might manage or does manage, definitely. Um, so, and then let's see. Fuck, I'm so stupid. Um, what else do we know Oh, we just announced have Galaxy to, have Fest. Have you been
0: to mainland Europe
2: before? No before? No, we're just in the UK. Oh, you're going to love it. We just did Galaxy Camp or Galaxy Camp Fest. I've heard about this. Yeah, what is this? It's... In Germany and in, in Switzerland, yeah, it's with State Champs and Knuckle Puck and I think Real Friends, maybe, maybe not. But that's what that's where I heard about it. Yes, but like that's super dope for us. Cause we've never been to Germany. We've never been to fucking Switzerland. So like, State Champs is our direct demographic. So like, if they like Champs, they're definitely gonna like us, right? So I'm stuck because at least because I've heard Germany. I've always been terrified because they're very blunt and very like. I don't like this or I do like this. And I was talking well, to, I was talking to Paul about this the other day and he yeah. was saying, "Well, they don't have anything to base off of of you." So, they're just next time maybe worry about the critique, but now they're just probably going to listen to you." And I was like, "That's red." True. Uh-oh, here it is. No, no, no I know. I agree
0: with with kind of everything <laughs> <that> everyone said. <laughs> See, the thing is is yes, like they are they they are blunt. They'll okay. tell you what they like and don't like. Uh in, in Germany for sure, but they really aren't as like picky about, like, a sound. Like, really? Like, they aren't gonna, like, if you if you aren't gonna give them exactly that, that that it's sound like that's specific. real hot right now, right. or whatever, like, they're not as into the trends. That's dope. So, you know, it's like, a lot of places, like, the UK especially, I hate to point it out, the UK really likes to follow trends. Yeah. And even the US to, a, to an extent, and Canada definitely likes that, like, whatever the hot thing are, is right now. But with Germany, it's like, like, you can label it pop punk, you can label it, Whatever else you want to label it, they'll just be like, uh, is it loud? Does it have guitars? <laughs> like, you know, is That's it, right. does it rock? Like, yeah. what? you know, if it, if it, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. And I, I love that about Germany. They aren't worried about this band can't play with this band because they're not.
2: That's super They're dope.
0: not, you're not post hardcore. Silverstein's post hardcore, not emo hardcore. Like, right. Like when you start getting into these ridiculous comparisons, um, That's not going to happen over there, which I love. But yeah. I mean,
2: I mean, I love that, too. I mean, I'm definitely excited. Uh, Again, this is like it's crazy because like we made the decision. Like, again, we canceled the headline and we're here. We're on this tour. And now it's just like these things are unfolding. And it's like, again, man, like whatever you believe in. But it's like it, it feels nice to overcome a mental stigma or a, a, a mental boundary. And then just things just start happening, you know. Right.
0: So no, it's uh, congratulations Thank on you, that, man. both personally and, you know, professionally with the band. Um, the UK is, is really seemingly, like, the pop-punk hotbed right now. Like, yeah. everyone's going over there. They You've been so over much, there f- yeah, before? How many times? Yeah, we've been
2: there twice now. Yeah. And they just have such mad love for us, man. Like, the first time we played London, like, we rolled up and I was like, man, we'll see how this is. And kids are just going absolutely apeshit. And I was like, dope. Because I've always romanticized London. Because, yeah. you know, I'm a dumb American. But, like, we get there and it is just as fantastic as I could have imagined. Like, in and architecture and, and just... Charming accents and just people going ham for you. Like, what else could you possibly ask for? Absolutely. Maybe some salt on some food. Maybe some pepper or something. Yeah, maybe a little hot sauce. But other than that, we're good. You know. Yeah, bring
0: your own hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they don't have it.
2: <laughs> they de- they definitely <laughs> do not.
0: <laughs> well, dude. Uh, anything else to talk? Oh, I want to ask you about this yeah. Baxter project. Oh, cool. That you. I just saw you kind of posted on Instagram yeah. or something. This I, is the R and B thing you're uh, working yeah, on. Yeah. So what is that?
2: I primarily that's my favorite genre of music is R and B and hip hop. I just love it. I love the energy of it. I love the punk rock of it. Um, I'm not trying to be like one of these. See, I love
0: the punk rock of punk rock. But anyway, I love on. the punk rock of punk rock.
2: But <laughs> the world, it's the same thing. It's just a different know fight. You see you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. So, but I, again, I'm a big uh, a romantic kind of guy. So um, I'm influenced by... Uh, by R&B primarily so I was like, you know, I waited a long time I've I was doing R&B before I joined this band by a sketchy Craigslist guy I was like, I'm gonna sign you. I'm gonna get you this deals and right. I, I had a couple covers. I'd like um, um, um what Was like a amorosa cover and shit online and the guy that was in the band He like found me he was like, I want you to join my band. You have a cool R&B voice Fast forward here. We are, you know, I talked to victory about it I talked to everyone because I legally have to <laughs> like I have sure. to let everyone know now that I'm an adult in my band Hey, I really want to do this R&B project, um, and it's a perfect window of time because the the merges. I mean, the the genres are merging finally. Like, there's you see like so many young dope types of people hanging out at different types of shows. So, I don't know. I I really into like spooky, slow, ambient R&B stuff, but that talk that talks about real shit. So I'm trying to merge the two, and um, I have a bunch of songs now, um, that and actually right after this tour, I'm going to um, be recording in the studio again and trying to collect a full record of that and then just hopefully put it out through the right element and the dope thing about that is, is being 29 years old I can talk about my sexuality, my desires in life that don't necessarily translate in a band like Broadside who's kind of fun and quick and you know okay, it could. So it's going to be a very sexual No record. it's not going <laughs> to be like yo I'm trying to eat chocolate off your toes it's not going to be anything like that but it's going to be like just uh, a different maybe it'll feel sexier maybe it'll be the same thing I won't be like you know you can't mosh to this. I'm the first
0: single will be called Chocolate on the Toes Chocolate on the Toe Just the big toe Chocolate on your big toe Chocolate on
2: your big toe, girl Big
0: in brackets, yes <laughs> You heard it here first On Lead Singer Syndrome No, uh, dude uh, Thank you, man, for, for doing this dude, Shane, and, Thank uh, you so much, brother Yeah, I'm excited to hear this This All the stuff you're doing And I think sky's the limit So uh, It's been a great tour I hope you guys have fun. had fun
2: Thank you so much I love Silver Scene so much Thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks, Ollie All the best Later, brother
0: So there it is with Ollie a great conversation and some pretty crazy stuff, man. Like, what a what an upbringing. Uh, could not be more different than my upbringing, but hey, that's that's why we do this show. Talk to people from all different walks of life, and it's really great to see that band taking off, doing so well, um, because they're a band that has great songs, and if, if there's one thing I, that I've talked about on the show before about why I think bands stand the test of time or don't, I think the bands that write great songs are the bands that stick around. Speak of great songs I will leave you with a tune Before I get into that I want to thank you guys again For being part of this Listening to this Remember we've got All sorts of back episodes With other pop punk bands And everything Go through I'm sure there's some of your favorites And of course Whatever you're listening to this on Make sure you hit the subscribe button And if you like the show Write a review Preferably five stars On iTunes Thanks again for tuning in Here is Hidden Colors" By Broadside On Lead Singer Syndrome Peace and love